Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is February 28th, and it is 8.08 p.m. Monday night. Uh, I am officially back in my home state up here in the Northeast after a trip to Virginia and North Carolina to visit family and hit the beach. My computer crashed. It had been turning on and off for a while, just randomly turning off, and it did it again. Like, if I tipped the computer, it would turn off. Uh, if I plugged in my headphones, it would turn off. And so finally, it was, I, I couldn't do anything on it. And so I, I took it to the shop down there in Wilmington, got a new battery put in it. This thing's from 2012. The guy said, uh, this will probably work. And so far it has. So that's pretty cool. So I'm sorry I've been absent. Uh, but you may have also guessed that I was absent and maybe I was, maybe I was using a little marijuana and I, and I was, um, I really, really wanted to have some way to record my experience on, um, must have been Friday morning, because it was so raw, it was so real, and I, I know that weed is not cocaine, and I know that weed is not meth, I know it's not heroin, and it's 8 o'clock, you guys, I'm I'm tired, I need to go to bed, but... So I, I don't want to get too crazy, but the thing is, I'm so I'm standing out there Friday morning, so I and I'm I'm holding my pipe in my hand, my bowl, and I got my lighter, and I got the weed, and I'm just stalking like back and forth. It's five o'clock in the morning, and I just keep saying what the fuck, and I walk back and forth. I go what the fuck, and I walk back and forth again. I'm like God damn, what the fuck. Because I wanted to hit that fucking thing so bad. And the other part of me was like, no, 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 no. Like, you know this is bad. Like, standing here, like, you know without question that it's not good. Uh, I had went to the beach, and I took a small hit a few days prior. And then I went to the beach again, and I took another hit. And then I went to the beach, and this time I took... I think two or three hits. Uh, and then the next day, it was in the morning. And then at the beach. And then one in the evening. And then here I am on Friday morning. So you see how it escalated, right? Like, that is classic, classic pattern. And what I would say to somebody who is on the fence about whether or not they should, you know, adopt a smoking weed as like a healthier alternative to alcohol or something... I'm just telling you, it's not healthy. Uh, I can't speak for other people's experiences. A uh, few of you listeners have, I got another email, uh, I got another video, and so I got I to gotta piece those together and put them out for you guys because they, they are good, they are valuable, and I, and I need them. Like, they, they really help me, and uh, I think other people do too. I think they're valuable for other people also. Why not? You don't want to just listen to this guy. But what I'm trying to say is, I never felt more like a crack addict, I guess, than that morning. You know, I'm looking at this dirty-ass piece of glass covered in resin, two little bags of marijuana that I'd had, and I'm like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm leaving, and this needs to be it. This is done. And so what do I do? I fucking pack the bowl, classic, right? I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to get really ripped, and this will be it. I'll be all done. And so 
I, you know, I'm done pacing at this point. Like I've given in, I pack the bowl, I take the hit, I'm super stoned. <laughs> and what happens after that? Take a, take a flying fucking guess. I wander around, like going back and forth, trying to get into the house, but oh, the baby's sleeping, so maybe I shouldn't do that, so I come back outside, then I go to the door again, I'm like, well, I really need this wallet so I can go to Dunkin' Donuts, get some food, because I'd already worked out, I got up at four o'clock, well, I, and then I come back, and I was like, well, what the hell was I doing, I forgot what I, oh shit, I forgot a thing that I needed, I already was in the house, now I have to go back in the house, hopefully not wake the baby up, this time the baby does wake up, because here's the door click. And, you know, then I'm staggering my way to Dunkin' Donuts, you know, having semi-deep thoughts, but mostly just hating myself. Get in there, there's a family with a young kid, and I am blitzed. Like, my eyes, I don't know how you're... I'm cursed. I'm cursed with the red eye, and it's bad. Like, it's real, real bad. And there's a little kid in there, and he sees me, and he's like, hmm. You know, and he turns and, like, moves closer to his parents. I'm like, God damn it, I'm a fucking kindergarten teacher, and this kid's scared of me. Get my shit. Go back. And <laughs> I'm like, well, that that's over with. You know, all, all my weed's gone. Because after I packed that bowl, what did I do? Well, for the 10th time in my life, 20th time in my life, I threw all my weed away. I opened up the bags and I'm shaking them over the fence where people aren't allowed to walk over by the pond. They got it all fenced in, so I'm flinging it. Huge nugs going off, all beautiful, crystally, flying into the grass. But that was it. I'm, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm never going to... Well, what does a crack addict do? Crack addict's got to get his crack. So, <laughs> what, what do I do? I, I think it's that night. So, I, I got super duper ripped that morning. We went to the beach. I scraped my bowl of the resin. And I took a couple of resin hits. And then... Now we're headed to her family, right? So now it's like, oh, shit, Jake, you're going to stink. You're going to look really stoned. So I go to the family, and I'm like, well, this is it, though, because I I mean, I scraped the resin out of the bowl. There's nothing left to smoke. (laughs) There's always something left to smoke. So I go back out to the bowl again. It's nighttime. We're trying to go to bed. I have to leave it. I'm waking up at 4 o'clock tomorrow morning, and I got to leave. What do I do? I scraped the fucking bowl again. This time it's all dry. I mean, for those of you who don't smoke, um, the resin is like a thick, sticky, tarry substance that you definitely don't want going in your lungs. Uh, But it gets you really fucking high. It's just really harsh and disgusting. And I would not advise it. Well, after you scrape the resin off and you burn it, then it becomes like dry and powdery. You know, it's all black. It's like... uh, it's like ash, but it's not like ash, really. It's dry and powdery. It's like black sand, almost. And it doesn't smoke very well at all. So now you have to cook the resin inside the bowl. Well, what happens is when you're, in, when you're sucking the butane into the bowl itself, trying to cook the resin that's caked where you can't get to it, the whole time you're inhaling butane. Like, the, the whole fucking time. And you can be delicate about it all you want. Because there was a time when I took a wicked butane hit. Oh, man, probably months ago. Probably a couple months ago. I don't know. Whatever the last time was I was trying to quit. And I fucking, I fucked my brain up. Like, I was, I was damaged for, like, three days. Um, I don't know if those cells ever came back, to be honest with you. And so I'm, here I am, cognizant of this. Like, fully aware of it. Like, caught the harsh reality. Because I had taken bowl hits more than once, but 
you know, every time the, the butane got a little higher, a little higher dose, a little higher dose. And then this time it was, I, I was fucked up. I'm not in a good way. <laughs> but yet here I am now after, after vacation, at the end of, tail end of my vacation, I got no marijuana. I got no resin. I'm fully cognizant that butane kills my brain cells, which is the whole reason I'm trying to quit weed is so that my memory will come back and my ability to speak will return. And what am I doing? I'm fucking hitting an empty bowl, inhaling butane. Just. And yeah, I get a little stoned, but I also definitely get some butane. I definitely killed a few brain cells. And so I I don't know if this is common. I don't know if other people experience this, but I just feel like I've seen the dark side I, I don't know there's probably other dark sides to weed but they, they don't get talked about nobody wants to admit that this happens because everybody i know doesn't want to quit smoking or if they do want to quit like i i, I got a buddy i got a cuban buddy of mine he's like i i don't know he, he's quit for like two months now or something now he also consumes nicotine so Maybe the nicotine is kind of like replacing that. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe he's just a stronger person than I am. Uh, or maybe, you know, addiction is a disease and it's not a question of your fortitude, but it's a question of uh, your biology. So it's going to be easier for some people, harder for others. And I think that's a pretty fair take that quitting something, whether it's quitting anything, whether it's sugar, pornography, um, Marijuana, alcohol, hard drugs, video games. I mean, everybody is different. And certainly when it comes to chemicals, caffeine, certainly when it comes to chemicals, it seems reasonable that genetics play a part in it. And, and there is some research. So I went to these chemical dependency meetings back when I got in trouble. Ironic because I was totally stone cold sober at the time. And almost everybody there was alcoholics. But... We learned that it was more likely for it to be hereditary. That their father was an alcoholic and their grandfather was an alcoholic and it goes and it goes and it goes. And you can't blame, at least for me, you can't blame my environment growing up for why I smoke. Like my dad was the biggest pot smoker in town when he was a kid, but he had quit, you know, long before I even have memories, you know, um, and so, and my, my, on the other side, and then his grand, his father was an alcoholic. And we don't know anything about that after that because uh, my grandfather on that side was adopted. On my other side of the family, while my mom was sober, my, her father was not. Her father was definitely an alcoholic. And until he had wrecked like a certain amount of vehicles or something and then finally went to church and found Jesus, um, he was going down a bad, bad road. And I don't know anything about his parents. Um, so that genetic piece is real. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I wish I had been able to record that experience of holding that bowl in my hand and just pacing back and forth and saying fuck because it was, it was so real. It was so authentic and raw. And then of course, after you get high and my voice changes when I'm high, you might, you guys honestly might be able to tell right now, um, and I'm, and I'm really, I'm actually making an effort to enunciate. You might be able to tell that I, I went on a four-day bender, so to speak. 
because what happened when I got home, you guys? So I, I take I take this butane hit. It's uh, whatever it is, Saturday night, getting ready to leave. And the next morning I wake up, you know, there's no weed to speak of, can't can't consume anything. And so I drive all the way back north, 11 hours, get home, walk in the house, open up the side bathroom to put the pipe away. And what's sitting on the what's sitting on the frickin' kitchen sink or on the bathroom sink? It's like two or three little popcorn nugs, like the size of my, my thumbnail. So I turn to my wife, you know, who doesn't mind that I smoke. They likes it when I smoke. I say, hey, this is kind of our last day of vacation, so it's cool if I smoke, right? She's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. So I fucking crumble those up. I put them in the pipe and I smoke them. And then if that's not bad enough, after I dump them out and I put the pipe away, I open up the freezer and I see a corner of a cookie that I had left out of the bag. It was just sitting on top of the bag. Of course I ate it. It was small, but of course I ate it. And and it's hard. I just don't buy into this whole idea of like, well, at least you tried. Well, you woke up and you tried. You're like, oh, boo, 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 boo. like oh, you had a real streak there back in February, and tomorrow you're going to get back on the horse. Like... That's what my buddy always says. I think he's soft as shit. Like, I don't know. The hard truth hasn't worked for me. The soft as shit hasn't really worked for me. I was on a tear. I'm looking at my calendar right now. Sober on Wednesday the 2nd. Sober on Friday the 4th. Sober the 6th through the 11th. Sober on the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. Sober on the 19th, 20th. Sober on the 28th, which is today. So, pretty big setback. I'm probably not being very entertaining at this point. You're just listening to a guy ramble. I'm sorry for that. I apologize. I'm going to sign off. Next time you hear from me, hopefully it'll be with a listener story. Um, Now that I'm home and back on the wagon. But for those of you who have been on the fence about smoking dope, those of you who are trying to help loved ones stop smoking dope, uh, I'm thinking about Melanie. And her her job as a social worker. It's no joke. It is no fucking joke. This stuff is potent. It is um, not slippery, but it's sneaky. It it it's just fucking me up, you guys. And so back on my routine, right? Like I'm back at work. So I wake up in the morning. I, I tried meditating this morning because I, there was a time in my life when I would say, I, I remember saying this to multiple people. I can't meditate for any less than an hour. An hour is the bare minimum. I have to do it every day. Uh, because when I didn't, I could tell I was grouchy or I, I was acting on my on my selfish emotions and selfish impulses rather than on the, the greater good. And so I remember saying this because I, I was disciplined. I was doing it. And then, you know, if you had a day where you only did 30 minutes, it was like, holy fuck, like, I can really tell the difference. And meditating sucks in general because you don't feel better. You just stop feeling bad. And so, it's and that's a weird, it's a weird conundrum. But I've decided, like, okay, need some more self-control. So, I'm going to start meditating in the morning instead of reading the Bible because reading is, is one of those things that kind of calms you down. So, I can read in the evening and then I can sleep on it so my brain can process it. But in the morning, I'm going to wake up at 4. I'm going to take the dog out. I'm going to go poop. I'm going to meditate until 
So if I can do it fast enough, then I'll get a full hour in. And if I can't do it fast enough, then so fucking be it. Because at 5.15, that's my hard stop time because now i got to start doing my other things. i got to do the yoga, the feet, the core, the bow, which my hard stop time for that is 6.30 because then i got to get ready to leave for school. I can't be setting marks for myself. Like, the marks don't work. And the fucking saying that, like, oh, you're on vacation, you can take one hit, or like, oh, you can have one hit in a day, it's like, that doesn't work if you're a fucking addict. It doesn't goddamn work. And there was a time, too, when I accepted. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be a weed smoker. What the hell? I'm a piehead. It's fine. And in some ways, it was better, because then I did semi-regulate my weed. But I only regulated it on Monday through Friday. I didn't regulate it on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, I smoked all day. Usually three or four times a day is what what I would do, because that's, you know, I'm a one-hit Charlie. So to say that somehow... You know, you're in more control when you just, like, accept it and embrace it. It's like, no, no, that that's not true. Like, that is not true. And if I wasn't if I wasn't working Monday through Friday, then I would probably be smoking. It's so weird. It's so weird. I was the fucking jock. I was the man. I was the big man on campus in college. I was the strongest kid in my school, if you can believe it or not. Because it was this kind of small hippie school. <sighs> you know, I... I did it all, man, 22 credits, two jobs, resident advisor, top of the class, big and strong, like, articulate, like, you name it, and then you you feel like you fall so far, and some people would look at my life, and they'd say, I got it going on right now, you know, I got a house, I got a car, I got a wife, I got a job, you know, my my life is enviable, and it is, and it is, you know, and I had a brain blast, again, because you're high, right, so you have all these brain blasts, and so I... I had a brain blast, and it was like, perspective is everything. I'm living the dream. I got a beautiful wife. I'm about to make waves at work. Like, everything's playing, going according to plan. You know, in another five, ten years, it's, it's, I'm going to be in heaven. Like, it's a freak show. Well, I need to take Jordan Peterson's writing course because at the end of the day, there is a hell. There's a heaven, and there's a hell. And the possibility of entering hell is very real, if you continue to let demons into your life, they will take you to hell. And I can't continue to let demons into my life because I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to live a life of mediocrity. That is hell for me. And you become, you start to have that self-pity. Uh, you start to have that victim mentality. And it slides and it slides. And that self-destructive behavior feeds self-destructive behavior, which feeds self-destructive behavior. You know, I hadn't looked at porn in a long time until I took a hit of marijuana on um, whatever it was, Monday or Tuesday, 21st or 22nd. And then what do I end up doing? I'm picking up my phone because I gave into the impulse. I got the high. I got the dopamine hit. And then whoop, okay, I guess I'm going to look at a little porn just like that. And then what happens on, on Friday when we go to her family's house? Boom, mom makes these ridiculously fake sugar-filled cookies. What do I do? I have two. You know, and I'm Mr. Like No Sugar. So, so thanks for hanging with me, you guys. I appreciate it. I'm just a dude, uh, just trying to figure out his life. And if you got any hell stories for me, send them to me at uh, quittingmarijuanapodcast at gmail.com. Jordan Peterson, I remember, says that um, you got to be able to articulate heaven and you got to be able to articulate hell. Like you need the fear as well as the incentive. Both of those things are real parts of our psyche. So, and, and speaking of Jordan Peterson, 
It's in responsibility that most people find the meaning that sustains them through life. It's not in happiness, and it's not in impulsive pleasure. And our Bible verse of the day, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And I gotta have I gotta have faith in the process, I gotta trust the process, and I gotta have I gotta have faith that because it's been so long, you guys, it's been so long since I've had like a real victory, a real win while being sober. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have that I don't have that balance right now. I don't have those those two different things because my smoking is so frequent. And so I need to have the faith that when I go on this, you know, when I'm on this long streak and it's a month or it's two months, and then all of a sudden you you have a victory, a meaningful victory, like that experience rivals any high that you can get. Like I've been, there's nothing new. Like I have nothing new to accomplish in the world of marijuana. I have smoked with lasers. I have taken knife hits. I have done dabs on dab rigs. I have smoked J's, blunts. I've smoked out of bowls. I've done coconut oil. I've done butter. I've done cookies. I've done gummies. Like, you fucking name it, I've done it. Like, there is, I've grown, I've smoked my own grow. I've smoked my buddy's grow. I've smoked Mexican brickweed laced with pesticides. You name it, I've fucking done it. And there's nothing left. But what there is, is a huge fucking world full of possibility. Like, real possibility that any one of us can reach out there and grab. Like, there is greatness inside of us. There is an ability to change the game inside of us. And that taste of victory, like, that confidence, like, like let's say I make a bunch of money and because I, I, I break through and all of a sudden I'm a fucking famous celebrity dude because my school adopted a new schedule for their kindergarten class and they and they downsize the number of kids per teacher and it's a model that gets echoed by our neighboring school and then the next school and the next school and I'm leading these behavior workshops and then more veteran teachers attend them and all of a sudden I'm leading workshops in other schools and I've got this injury prevention workshop so I'm talking to the student athletes and the student athletes love us and then I go to another school and I, t- I talk over there and all of a sudden I'm making money hand over fist and all of a sudden my family I'm, I'm on vacation so I'm I'm living the, I got instead of having five acres or instead of having half an acre with my house or settling on 40 acres with my grandma's place up in the boondocks of nowhere, why settle? Why settle? Why can't I have 100 acres? Why can't I have 200 acres? Why can't I have a private jet? Like, it's all there. And I'm not saying I'm chasing the gold. I'm not chasing the glory. But there's a big world out there that if you have the confidence and you believe in yourself and you do the boring things every single day, step after step, it's there. It's, 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 it's at your door. It's within your grasp. But you got to leave the childhood shit behind. You got to stop being such a little bitch. And I'm talking to myself. It's like, you got to stop being such an impulsive child. If you want to be like everybody else, you're going to get the results that everybody else has. But if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're me who's talking on this podcast, it's because I don't want to be like everybody else. Fuck them. Fuck those people who can smoke weed and they just fucking keep coasting through their life and they're content with it or they appear to be content with it, but it's mediocrity and fuck them and fuck that because there's more off there's more to offer they could change the game for their family they could change the game for themselves they could change the game for their friends and i'm ranting again so i love you guys i'll talk to you next time remember to find satisfaction in the struggle peace in the moment see you next time